Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Kayla Bandy. Kayla bowled collegiately at the University of Pikeville. She's a USBC Silver Certified Coach. Kayla, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, 2021 has certainly been a, 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 a year for you with a lot of change. So we'd love for you to share with our listeners. We've had you on a couple times talking about some of your, when you were a, a coach with University of Maryland Eastern Shore and as a bowler, we talked to you a few times, but let's talk about some of those big changes that you've made within the last couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. It started uh, my university as COVID has have progressed the world of athletics is obviously a little tricky these days. So my university that um, decided they weren't going to compete this year because of implementing the NCAA protocols for D1 athletics, it was a little tough financially for the university and having the resources to do so. So with that decision, I, um, on the vision board, I had this really great idea that I wanted to, this business that I wanted to create. And as things progressed, I knew that at the end of my contract cycle at Maryland Eastern Shore, I wasn't going to resign in July. And um, I kept kind of dragging my feet, if you will, about pulling out of the head coach position to launch the business because I loved what I did. I loved my team. I loved my girls. We had built something really incredible over the last few years. So it was kind of hard to make that decision, but I knew it was the right time and that the university could now use this time to bring in someone to build on the momentum that we had built. So, you know, I get the opportunity now to run with my business and the university is also using the time to um, bring in some new excitement, if you will, for the program. Man, well, that sounds exciting for sure. Why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about your new business? I've heard just a, a little bit of a buzz going on uh, with it, but why don't you kind yeah. of explain to us what you are, the direction you're going and, and what it's called and what you offer and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, so Bandy Lane uh, is a business that I started to help youth bowlers transition into collegiate bowling. Um, when I was going into college, more than a decade ago, which sounds crazy to say out loud, but it was more than a decade and a half ago. So that's pretty cool to say. But um, when I went into college bowling, you know, I had, I was a junior in high school. Uh, I was playing softball competitively, volleyball, just kind of in the off season, if you will, for high school to stay in shape for, we were pretty competitive uh, in the state softball. So um, I, I basically bowl as I was going through my high school career, we didn't have high school bowling, but I was, you, my parents were getting this feedback from those around us. Like, Hey, like she's got some talent in the sport of bowling and you should take her to this national event. So junior year, I had made junior team USA going to the junior Olympic gold is what it was called then. So I had made junior team USA. And at that point, you know, it's summer before my senior year of high school, uh, you know, we're progressing to like, I should have been researching colleges and so on. And I hadn't been coach that actually said I could bowl in college. I'm like, what? 
So long story short, I end up at Pikeville. <laughs> Tremendous, um, you know, experience. But I just stumbled upon that experience, if you will. And my goal is that as student athletes progress towards collegiate bowling, they're well educated about the process and things that they need to be looking for. Because let's face it, you guys know how many options are out there from doing the podcast with collegiate bowling. And I just want to provide the information to where when students go to these programs, they make an educated decision not just about athletics, but as well as academics um, in the process. To your point, Kayla, as someone who has a sophomore in high school and we're starting to begin some of those conversations about our secondary education, where to go to college and bowling, where that all fits into this mix, it can be very daunting as far as what, do you start this your freshman year, your sophomore year, your junior year, and uh, <laughs> any advice you have would be, uh, be very much appreciated. You know, I don't really think that there is a magical time to start. I think that, um, you know, as you as you progress into high school, it's time to start discussing, you know, career interest and let that, you know, be fluid. Like as things you go through different classes and so on, um, you find out what your strength is in the classroom and you start discussing career options. So that way in your ninth and 10th grade year, you're kind of figuring out um, kind of the vision board for the rest of your life. What kind of lifestyle do we want to live? Kind of discussing that. And then let that, tra- then the collegiate bowling topic, you know, that, that's something that we need to be discussing, you know, freshman, sophomore year, and so on. So that way you can get a feel for what you want. Because when you get into your junior and senior year, you should be contacting coaches. You should be having these conversations of getting to know programs because your senior year, that's when you're actually deciding where you want to go. Your junior year, you kind of want to be exploring, okay? Like, I've got these um, schools in mind. Now, I want to, like, go in depth into these schools that I have to find out what's the best fit for me academically and athletically. And your sophomore year is when you should really be looking for resources to figure out collegiate bowling. And where should you go? You should go to Bandy Lane to find all kinds of really great resources. <laughs> you know, there's some national events, like you'll go to Combines, you'll go to Junior Gold, and, you know, they'll have collegiate expos. But my goal is that we don't just talk about it once a year. Um, you know, we can talk about it throughout the year. I've got programming on the site to where – there's a couple of different options, but the two main options are I've got a Parents of Youth Bowling membership where um, it's a monthly subscription. We do live trainings every week, and we talk about that exact question that you answered and going deeper. Then if you – that's kind of for the freshmen and the sophomores looking for an overview, if you will, of the process, weekly trainings to get you on board with the process. Now, individual – like I work – you know how you guys go to like – I'll go to Steve to kind of work on my game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, so the Bandy Lane objective is just like you would go to a, you know, Kim Kearney or a uh, Jerry Edwards or a Ron Hatfield to work on your physical game. You come to me and we do the off the lanes work of let's explore career interests. Let's explore academic options. Let's explore building a collegiate contact list and I work one-on-one for six weeks with the student athletes and parents to kind of take you by the hand and say, come on, let's do this instead of 
you know, Sunday night we're supposed to be sitting down working on the resume, but you just keep putting it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, I, and you mentioned this in here, and you've mentioned it several times uh, about trying to find the right uh, university or school that's good for you on an academic basis. I know we've had a couple discussions here before, and, you know, one of the things that I, I understand uh, and know about you is that you do put a lot of value in education and learning. And there's a lot of people that I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm using the right term here, uh, but there's certain people who feel um, that they have a, more of like a growth mindset where they're always trying to kind of learn and discover new things. It sounds like that's, the, that's an important part of the program you offer. Absolutely. You know, um, academically speaking, when I, again, this kind of like I'm, I was in higher education ever since I graduated from college. And what I've found is that a lot of times we will find a program that, you know, do you want a big school, small school? Do you want to go far from home, close to home? You know, what does the dorm rooms look like? And you know, through my experience, you know, we need to be looking deeper into what are the salaries of graduates of the school? What are, you Mm. know, I was working with a student athlete that was, um, she's, she actually wants to be a detective. Okay. She long-term, like that's Mm. what her career uh, option is. So, you know, she's a Mm. phenomenal bowler. And if we don't discuss the types of academic programs, that we want to do to get there, then she can very easily, you know, pick the program that's like pretty awesome bowling, but, you know, maybe doesn't have the academic program to get her to the end game to be a detective. So my objective is to work with her to find a good bowling program, a good academic program that will get her there. But the biggest picture that I want to, you know, explore here is, you know, with my student athletes, especially where I was, where it's the top program in the country, I think that I don't, you know, I haven't been into this long enough, but I really think that we can increase the retention of youth bowlers in the sport if we can, you know, that percentage of student athletes that they, they, they're going to school, they know they want to bowl professionally, but they also want to go to college because they understand the importance of getting a degree. What if we start discussing with those student athletes, what are some degree options that will allow you to stay in the industry uh, with a career and will allow Mm. you to bowl professionally? Because, you know, as as my experience with professional bowling over the last few years, like we've got to find a way to get student athletes graduating with degrees, but also, you know, retaining them in the industry. Do you, you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally do. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's like, one, that's, yeah. Go ahead. You know, Storm or Turbo or, you know, Chameleon, these Jersey companies, they need graphic designers. Storm needs chemists. Uh, you know, every different little sector of the industry, you know, requires different education to get there. I listen to podcasts all the time. A lot of the Storm podcast with like um one of the ones that stands out is with uh Boomershine and you know mm. he's talking about how you know his degree and you know how he uses it to you know cert to in his career and so yeah. you know some of these bowlers that are going to school like 
hey, go get your chemistry degree. It doesn't have to be to become a doctor. Like, what if you want to stay in the industry, you know? That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of passionate bowlers, uh, and there's a lot of, I mean, as far as looking for smart, uh, uh, talented people, you know, not just Storm, but there's going to be a lot of companies, uh, you're always looking for somebody who's got that great balance of experience and a good perspective and a a mindset that that wants to learn. And I think think this is all, you know, kind of fabulous stuff and definitely stuff that's needed (laughs) Uh, in our in our industry, for us, you know, as a sport to 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 succeed, right? I mean, that's that's definitely yeah, part of it. And, and the one thing that I think you were kind of hitting on this a little bit too. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, if you mm-hmm. wanted to bowl professionally, let's say as a young female player, and you wanted to bowl professionally, right. you could still hit maybe this collection of tournaments and still have a very close to full time job as well. Absolutely, I mean, really, absolutely. It's, it's not it's not the thirty six weeks. Uh, of bowling around the country like the PBA tour was in the 80s, you know? Right, exactly. You know, the again, like there's ways to, if we start planning sooner, like, you know, discussing with the sophomore that you guys have, like, hey, what do we want to do professionally? And if your vision is to become a lawyer, that's cool. We can get you into a program where you can do collegiate bowling, do your pre-law, then if we get you into the right program, hopefully we get you bowling leagues forever. And maybe you'll hit a tour stop every now and then if that's your dream. But maybe that sophomore is like, I love bowling. They're super competitive. You know, they, they, they need a way to pursue, you know, this dream of competing professionally and be able to make a living doing it. So if we start planning soon enough, you know, we can be successful in implementing the lifestyles that we want. And, and not to be the Debbie Downer of the podcast here, but then Kayla, when you probably it's sit okay. down with people though, and this goes for any sport you're playing, you know, you have all these college, let's say football or even basketball, and the vast majority of them do not make it to the NFL. So that's where I think exactly. getting your degree, like you're saying, and focusing on that and bowling and athletics mm-hmm. is key for these people to understand, you know, these these um, student athletes to understand. So they have something that they can either do both, like you guys are saying, or mm-hmm. even fall back on their degree. Because if your goal out of high school is I want to be a pro bowler, well, it's tough to be a pro out there. Just ask anyone who <laughs> yeah. is bowling I'm in either tour. Ask so myself. I think yeah. having someone like you to speak that truth to these these young people is just great. Yeah, you know, I, I my parents were really great parents of a student athlete in that, you know, I had this little talent in volleyball, softball, like, you know, there were some D1 girls on my team, but I wasn't a D1 softball player. And my parents were very realistic about where I stood athletically in those sports, okay? So, you know, obviously I knew I wasn't going to go and bowl professionally. Now, you add that into my experience of being a head coach, you guys, student athletes, one of another pain point of why I was like, okay, I know that there's a void here. We need to work with the youth bowlers to rectify this situation is, you know, I was coaching at a top 10 program in the country and I was getting student athletes that were averaging, you know, 160, 150, 170. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like where, why do we feel like we have to message the top pro one of the top programs in the country when this is our talent level. And there are tons of programs out there 
for everyone's talent level. Everyone's not going to go professional, like you said. So if we can work to make sure that you end up in a place that is perfect for you athletically and perfect for you academically, then that's where we continue in the sport. But if you end up at an institution where, you know, you're not, it doesn't match your goals, then that's where, you know, we have the transfer portal or we're moving around from program to program. Um, you know, that was kind of in a mix and, you know, everybody, there's a lot of misconception, mis, there's a lot of assumptions out there that, you know, you have to be a 190 plus average bowler or so on to, you know, be successful in collegiate bowling. And that's just not true. There's so much to offer in collegiate bowling besides, you know, the team that hoists the Helmer cup at the end of the year. Like there's, what I learned the most from collegiate bowling was building relationships and, you know, working together as a team, those friendships that last forever that you discover all because of collegiate bowling. So, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like redefining what collegiate bowling really is all about. <laughs> One more question I've got for you, Kayla, tell us a little bit more about you. We talked about education, talked about your passion for the mm -hmm. sport. Uh, but talk a little bit, too, about uh, just you have a bit of a passion for health and wellness. Uh, maybe, and, mm -hmm. you know, when I listen, when I hear that term, I guess I think about, you know, exercise, diet, uh, maybe uh, reading, meditation, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does that mean to you, and why is that important in bowling? Yeah, I, and um, for life. I did an interview, exactly, I did an interview with Brian <laughs> O'Keefe recently for Bandy Lane, and he was talking about how they have kind of pivoted with their development of their student athletes because, because of the importance of, you know, the mental side of the game. And, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, the mental game is, you know, the cliche 90%, 10% physical or whatever your percentages may be in your head. But um, it, it is so important, the mental game side of it. And it's not just reading a book. Like I, you know, I've read tons and tons of books and you have to get your body in a physical equilibrium where, you know, you're eating right, you're sleeping right, you're exercising um, in order for your mind to be healthy. Um, and the mm -hmm. mind being healthy is just, it's the key to success. Uh, with my personal game over the last, you know, two or three years, my mind wasn't in a healthy place. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many hours I put in at the bowling center. Like, I'm going to practice. You know, I love practice, and I, I understand the port, importance of it. But, you know, I was practicing more than the average person was, but my performance was average. So, you know, it's really mm -hmm. working on the physical game and, you know, getting in a place physically healthy, eating right, working out, sleeping properly – so that when you do work on the mental game, it can really soak in and then your body can perform. Kayla, you did bowl the PWBA events that were last month. Is that something we can expect to see you again bowling more and more of the PWBA events as you uh, begin your new business venture here? Absolutely. A lot of the pivot of my professional career was so that I could um, – get back to competing at the level that I want to personally. Um, a lot of, 
you know, you've got some professional women bowlers who are also coaches, but if you look at those coaching staff, there's more than one or two. And in my role at Maryland Eastern Shore, um, I was the only coach and I had a lot of responsibilities. So it was really hard to focus on the development of my personal game. So as I pivoted into these other career, into this new career path, um, it allows me time to kind of work on myself. And I, this goes into a whole nother rabbit hole, but you know, my mindset had very much changed into a coaching mindset and there is a difference between being a coach and being an athlete. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like the last couple of months I've really worked on changing my mindset from that coaching mindset into the athlete. So I competed at the uh, kickoff classic for the women's tour was less than it was not a good performance. And so, you know, I physically am throwing the ball better than I ever have. But with the pivot, obviously, I haven't focused as much on, you know, the mental side of it. And so that's what's really that's what I'm working on going into April. And that's the one thing, too. And and we have heard that, you know, as far as the, the bowling center uh, itself down there in Arlington, Texas, I mean, it provided some challenges with the oil pattern and playing across the center and the different characteristics right. from lane to lane and pair to pair in the <clears> physical <throat> game, like, like you had just mentioned, I mean, you've got the physical game and the mental game, but then you still do have to, you know, play the right, you know, the, the right part of the right. lane with the right piece of equipment in, in order to get that, you know, that real successful uh, tournament performance, you, you really do have to have a, everything has to be dialed in properly on all these different facets. So. Absolutely. When you're competing against the best, in the country, you absolutely, the puzzle pieces have to all fit together in order to be successful out there. And all of those things that you mentioned are extremely important. All right. Well, Caleb Andy, want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast. All the best of luck with everything you have going. I, I will say we've been we've been messaging back and forth trying to get this podcast scheduled. And, <laughs> and after hearing everything you have going, now I know why it took us a little bit to finally you know, find some time where, where you actually had time in your schedule to make it work because of everything yeah. on your plate. But we do appreciate your time and uh, and all the best of luck with everything you have going. And uh, we'll be in touch down the road. All right. Thank you guys for having me. I enjoy listening to the podcast.